Do you sometimes feel like something is wrong with you when you have tried all the manifesting techniques and they end up working just a little bit and then sometimes not at all? Do you ever wonder why the law of attraction works for others but not you? Have you tried to manifest a certain amount of money and it didn't come your way? Most likely, you are in the cycle of stagnation. How would it feel to have more peace and tranquility in your body when it comes to abundance? How would it feel to be more at ease receiving financial abundance in your life? Bet it would feel more free and safe, right? Energetically, our bodies hold memories of past versions of ourselves when our relationship with money was just building up. Meaning, what you learned about money from your caretakers, your body and your mind absorbed as the absolute truth around how to handle financial situations. These patterns of behavior may be subtly present in your relationship with financial abundance and quite possibly be balking you from receiving the money you desire. When we have stagnant, stuck, repressed, and gummed up energy, which is held up in our minds and body in the way of a belief system, even with the most potent mindset work out there, it will not allow our emotional bodies to be on board with a new way of thinking. In other words, if we are not working on the body level to heal repressed emotions and beliefs around our relationship with money and financial abundance, we will not be able to manifest the abundance we actually desire with ease. In my course, Demystify Your Money Wounds, I'm opening up my teachings to eight people who desire to heal their beliefs around money on a bodily level. Budgeting, creating spreadsheets, saving money, and even mindset work around abundance will only get you so far. It's the body and the nervous system that need to be on board with your relationship to abundance. And this is your opportunity to join me, Sarita, to help guide you to release those old stories and patterns so you can create and attract the abundance you desire. To join this program, head to saritawellness.com backslash healing to lock in your spot. We start on January 2nd. Now, on to the scheduled program. Hey there, I'm Sarita, and you're about to experience the modern approach to well-being where you get to establish the best and most important relationship you will ever have, the one with yourself. I'm on a mission to help you declutter energy and reclaim your power so you can be a magnet to what you desire. If you're looking for the optimal blend of mindset and healing, you're in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to share tools, resources, and practices that will help you along your healing journey. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So welcome to Back to Here with Sarita. Let's get started. Hello, amazing you, and welcome back to another episode of Back to Here with Sarita podcast for my final, final, final episode of the year. Have you felt like this year's went by in a blink? Because it sure has for me. I remember this time last year, I was dropping bonus episodes gearing up for my podcast launch in January, and here I am, 50-some weeks later, with a whole year of experiencing podcasting. And it's been an amazing year, needless to say. And I have just shed so much. Um, there have been some monumental moments and monumental growth for me. And so many parts of it were like painful and agonizing and really quite annoying. But 
as we know, that coming from someone who loves personal growth and healing, I also look back at it as a ways in which I was put in situations to grow. So for anyone that does not reflect on your year via lessons learned and growth, I definitely and highly suggest that you do that because transformation can happen at such a small speed and you don't even realize it. So I was trying to figure out how to set up this last episode because this is like very monumental as it's not only my last episode of 2023, but also marks pretty much like one year when I first started the podcast. And so to be honest with you, as I was looking back at 2023, I experienced so much. So what I decided to do is the best way um, is to share lessons that I learned in 2023. And I've been able to boil them down into 10 different lessons that I learned this year. So before I jump into the lessons, I wanted to share with you how I actually came up and figured out the lessons, kind of to share with you my process and getting and extracting these lessons. So we're really lucky to live in a modern day society that it's really simple for us to recount our past through our phone just by pictures, social media posts, text messages, emails, all that. So we have this privilege of documentation, which is amazing. And so besides looking at my phone, I kind of went above and beyond the average and actually keep a list on my phone of transformation and monumental moments that have occurred to me, whether it be breakthroughs or manifesting something that I desired. So that way, when I go back and review my year, I not only have pictures and social media posts, I also have a list of things that I have done or um, completed or have had monumental moments. And I love, love, love documenting my progress. And I think as someone who has a science background, I understand the importance of seeing where you have been in order to know uh, where you are now, in order to get clear on where you are going. So I also heavily utilize journaling. And I've been a writer uh, of journaling since I was nine years old. And I have these like really great memories of me staying up really late at night, journaling under a little lamp, writing stories and journaling um, in my junior high years, all the way up into high school and college. So with all these outlets of record keeping, I was able to draw out 10 lessons that I learned this year during 2023 and how it's impacted my emotional and spiritual growth. And I'm going to go through each one and they are not necessarily like chronological, but I've tried to keep them in the form of monumental moments during the year And as much as I can, I'm going to refer to the different episodes where I've talked about them in different podcast episodes throughout this year so I can tie them to these moments as I was reflecting on them via my podcast. That way, if you desire, you can go back and listen to some of the episodes that correlate with the lessons. Okay, let's get started. Lesson number one, real healing is possible. I think people still see healing as this thing can be done on like a yoga mat or an ayahuasca retreat or big transformational moments, yet healing is actually done in the everyday mundane hours of getting up out of bed and going through your day. And honestly, I believe that healing is the most challenging because it's tied with the pain and reality that's right in front of you. Like instead of going to an ayahuasca retreat, or doing something outside of your every day. And healing doesn't need to be in these monumental moments at all. Actually, it can be in these super small breathing moments that nobody catches and no one's paying attention to and no one's like seeing. And so the interesting thing about this year, 2023, is if you add up all the numbers 
of 2023, it actually equates the number seven. And seven is actually a very spiritual number that symbolizes, excuse me, symbolizes inner growth and advancement. I find it most humorous that when I add up the numbers of my age, four, three, it equals seven as well. So needless to say, for me, this year was all about expansion, spiritual, personal growth, and healing, which is why I intended or chose the word expansion in January when I first launched my podcast and the word that I wanted to embody for this year, 2023. And you'll find that in episode two, the best New Year's practice. Okay, lesson number two, consistency is key. I've actually known this lesson for a while, being a tennis player my whole life and also discovering golf about 10 years ago. And it was something that I utilized uh, quite often. And as you become more consistent, you become more confident. And for me, this transcended sports now, actually, because I utilize this in like junior high and high school and college, but now it means something different. And I see how it showed up in my business, my healthy eating habits, my communication, like every part of my life. What I'm most thinking about when it comes to consistency is this very podcast. So if we think about consistency, it's a intention and a decision. And when you decide to be consistent, you commit to it regardless of what occurs. And yes, life happens, but it's also about getting back on track and coming back to consistency. The thought of creating a podcast was really exciting to me. And also I knew that it would take a lot of effort. And I learned that 80% of podcasts actually fail and don't get past episode 10. So I knew for me, in order to beat the odds that were stacked against me, I needed to be consistent. So I took my consistency into the other areas of my life, especially when it came to my health and well-being. I had to train myself to be consistent with self-care practices, healthy eating, workouts, meditation, breath work, all the things you name. A little question you can ask yourself for the word consistency, where in your life can you be more consistent? Okay, lesson three. I know my heart better than anyone. So this particular lesson is really personal to me as I have had a year of heartbreak and I'm not just talking about romance. I am talking more about realizing certain things about myself. And when the year commenced, I didn't really have a large intention to get back into dating and romance, yet I decided that it was one of those things or avenues that I learned a lot about myself. And I speak about this heavily in episode 16. I got to know myself through dating and rekindling romances from the past, and I got to know my heart more and more of what it actually needs. One of my biggest takeaways for this year is I realized how much of a sensitive soul I am, really crave someone who is gentle, understanding, and supportive. And there were moments in this year when I was triggered and it faltered my belief in people. But then again, it was because of those experiences, these triggers were reflected to me on what I needed and got to work on when it came to self-care. My heart broke when I decided to end a friendship this year that lasted um, on and off for about 10 plus years after I realized this person had little to no self-love and was acting out of a wounded place that in fact was really, really hurting me a lot. I realized that my heart really wanted just to give and receive love, but I also realized that the best and most important thing that you can do is give yourself the love and myself the love that I desperately wanted. And if there is anything that teaches you more about your heart, it's love and relationships. And I'm truly grateful that I had these experiences here 
to help me get more clear on what it is my heart truly desires. Okay, lesson number four, being aware of patterns is liberating. So this is really closely tied to number three, as it was through the avenues of relationships that actually got me to see the patterns of behaviors that were coming up for me. And for me, the one thing that I can think of heavily is being a people pleaser to obtain validation. Let me break this down for you. I realized that through my relationships and quite frankly, showing up in my business as well, that I sought out to be a more perfect version of myself, or I should say a more conformed version of myself where the other person, I was doing this intentionally or unintentionally, I should say, but I would do things in order to get the person to notice me, love me, care for me, and acknowledge me. And I was doing this by acting in accordance to what they desired for me to be versus me just being and acting like myself. And believe it or not, this behavior was something I picked up way back when I was tiny to receive love and attention from my mother. And I didn't even realize until this year that it was heavily playing out in my relationships as well. So once I realized this is the person that I have been or whom I have been in order to seek and obtain attention, that is when I acknowledged it and dropped it. And that was what was so liberating, dropping that old identity that was no longer serving me. Lesson number five, being true to yourself takes courage and vulnerability. This one I feel has been a lifelong lesson for me. And as a woman of color, I have been taught to act and think certain ways about myself for quite some time. And it's been a lifelong journey unwinding myself from that. It is where it showed up the most this year was in business. So about the middle of the year, I decided to hire a one-on-one coach. And my number one issue that I was dealing with at that time was major imposter syndrome about being a spiritual coach and leader. The story that was in my head over and over again was who wants to listen to me when it comes to leaning into spirituality, healing, manifestation, etc. Because there's so many coaches, influencers, people online that are already talking about this and doing way better and they're living lives way better than me. But the funny thing is those exact things, spirituality, manifestation, all that stuff secretly would slip into conversations when I was talking with friends, other entrepreneurs, and I absolutely loved talking about it. And I loved studying it and being with spirituality, healing and manifesting was like the thing that lit me up. And it was through working with a coach that helped me bring out my imposter syndrome and allowed me to lean more heavily into trusting and knowing that this was meant for me to speak about because it lit me up so much. I was in my authentic truth and I was in my authenticity. When I decided to truly embrace the parts of me that were happy and energized by the things I actually loved practicing and speaking about, that is when, and I was within my own true essence, that's when things started to shift for me. Lesson number six, our money wounds mirror our love wounds. So one of the biggest breakthroughs for me this year that was a parallel, and I was just talking about it as being a people pleaser in order to obtain validation, was how much I related to money the same exact way. I didn't see this huge connection until this year, to be quite honest with you. And even though I have been on a money healing journey now for the last three years, I saw how much of the large money transactions I did this year involved some form of guilt, shame, and seeking validation and not honoring my worth and my value. So the 
energy behind these transactions did not feel good in the long term. And so because of this, this aha moment of the correlation between money and love brought me to the point where I desired to share with you my audience and helping you heal your scarcity wounds around money, abundance, and all the things, and which has planted the seed and allowed me to share not only my journey, but also the program that I'm launching in January. Lesson number seven, your body always knows the answer. So I've been a huge supporter of meditation and yoga, but when I discovered breathwork about two years ago, this healing modality has been a huge game changer for me. And it really introduced me to a whole nother level of embodiment practices along with learning about the nervous system. So it was around March of this year, I had an instance that triggered me to the point of a freeze response. And so I was unable to move forward in that situation for a moment. And it actually had to do with sex and sexuality. After getting out of the situation, I journaled about it and realized there was a lot more there around my sexuality and not honoring my body in moments when it came to intimacy. In that moment, I decided to hire a sex and intimacy coach and start therapy. And within a very short period of time, I was discussing my past experiences on how I was not honoring my body when it came to my nose. And I realized that I had never really gotten quite clear on what my yes felt like either. And it was through my coaching that I was able to clearly define my yes and my no and that my body was signaling to me. And it wasn't just in the bedroom and it was in life. Through being honest with myself on what actually felt good to proceed with and didn't feel good to proceed with, is what I was able to develop a stronger bond with myself and my body. Our body definitely knows best. Lesson number eight, never look outside yourself for validation. So this lesson really covers the last four points that I've been trying to make about uh, my heart, being yourself, the patterns, and honoring your body. And I want to direct this to a little bit more outside of relationships and friendships and the experiences when it comes to social media, especially for myself as a content creator. I found that utilizing social media in the past to showcase myself to, from the standpoint of look at me, look at what I'm doing, versus utilizing it as a way to share experiences, connecting and educating. Believe it or not, that energy is felt from those that are seeing your post. I didn't realize energetically those things can be transmuted into the audience. When it comes from the standpoint of sharing content for engagement purposes, it goes up. And when it comes from the energy and perspective of wanting to show off, my engagement goes down. I've even noticed this in conversations with people. It has been said that the loudest person in the room actually has the most to prove. And in fact, I've found that from my own personal experience sometimes when I've entered a party or gathering before reconfirming my worth. I would navigate and try to like show off or get attention and it just wasn't from the right energy. Don't get me wrong, attention is great and also feels really nice for the ego, but it's also important to remember that the validation and love you seek is not from your partner, your child, your job, the gym, your audience, or social media. It comes directly from you. Lesson number nine, I am source and I can powerfully create my reality. I have known this statement in theory for a long time, but it wasn't until this year that it really landed for me when it came to connection and intimacy. So intimacy is one of those things that I've craved often, and I thought it was just a physical intimacy that I desired. 
But in reality, it was that I wanted depth in conversation and experience. My dating life with one particular man helped me discover how much depth I really desired in my life. And for a long time during this year when I was actively seeing him over spring and summer, I thought it was him as a person who was bringing around this depth craving when in fact he was just a mirror to what it is that I truly desired. And when he decided to part ways, I was feeling really, really abandoned and I missed the depth of experience. And through some coaching, journaling, and breath work, I began to enlighten myself that it was in fact me who had created the experience, not him. That I am source and I can create and I can attract whatever it is that I desire. So instead of looking for a partner for depth, I decided to connect with friends I already knew in my life to create more emotional intimacy with them. And I was blown away with the experience that I was experiencing, that I was able to sit down and spend time with some friends that I've known for over a decade. And within 45 minutes, our conversation turned vulnerable. There were tears. And I had not experienced this with some of my closest friends. My aha moment was that, yes, it was me. I was able to cultivate those experiences because I wanted to feel that way. And I realized it had nothing to do with a guy. It had to do with me and where I was willing to go. Lesson number 10, trusting the process. I'm going to say if there's any lesson that I've been put here to experience in this human experience, it is all about trusting the process and being patient. And I'm an Aries, as some of you may know. I am strong-willed and patience has never been my strong suit. I've been impetuous since I was a little thing, and time after time, I've been led back to patience and trust. This lesson stuck out to me big time this year because of everything that I've shared with you from one through nine. Leaning into courage of being myself, healing on deeper levels, shedding layers of past versions of myself, while trusting that these experiences were leading me to embrace newness and wholeness, and also that what I desired would come to me for the highest good for all. I had set my intentions in January for things that I desired to manifest and adding a couple things along the way, like traveling, a new car, receiving money. And it was through trusting that these things would come into my reality and letting go of the outcome. TTP, trusting the process, can be a bit of a challenge for someone like myself who's tried to control her environment to order in order to avoid pain. But we all know now that pain is part of the growth and expansion experience. So where in your life can you trust the process just a little bit more? Okay, my love. Well, that concludes all my 10 lessons this year. I can see how so many of them are intercorrelated with each other. And perhaps I could have melted them down to less than 10, but it just felt like a good number to share with you. And I really hope you found this episode helpful and enlightening. Sometimes it just was really helpful to hear other people's lessons in order to amplify the things that are going on in your life and understand your life a little bit better. It has been a really, really hell of a year. And I'm looking forward to next year and some wonderful, amazing transitionings that are happening within my business, Sarita Wellness, and this podcast, Back to Here with Sarita. 
All the goodies will be delivered to you in bonus podcast episode dropping before the end of the year because January is on its way, friends. So make sure to look out for that episode and click the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this podcast on. I'm so grateful that you've been here with me today as I've shared with you my journey and my lessons that I've learned in 2023. It has been so exciting to be with you for almost 52 weeks. And thank you so much for your support over the last year. This podcast would not be possible if you were not listening. So I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I cannot wait to see you next year. Have a wonderful, warm, happy, wonderful holidays. Take care of yourself. Enjoy, enjoy, and don't forget to breathe. And in the meantime, keep being the amazing you that you are. See you next year. Hey love, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you adored what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you took a moment to leave a review on the platform you are listening to this episode on. By doing this, you are helping my mission to impact other women with their healing journeys. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure to connect with me at Sarita Wellness to get your weekly dose of inspiration. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode, but in the meantime, keep being the amazing you that you are.